Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. This is Andrew Frezza, and today I got some special guests coming all the way to us from Idaho. I've actually been to Idaho before, fun fact. Um, but uh, we're gonna be talking about the immersion. I have Josh and Dane here from Targi Athletics, and they're here for our Seven Figure Box Immersion here at Fit Town Jupiter in Jupiter, Florida. And they've been spending the last week with us. It is Friday as we're recording. They've been here since Sunday, taking classes with us, doing breakouts with us. And I wanted to shoot this to give you guys a window into the immersion experience. And also I wanna do this for Josh and Dane to be able to narrow down some of the ideas that we've thrown out them this week and help them narrow their focus as they go to implement this back home to be able to really uh, start getting action, um, taking action. So. Uh, let's first get to little, know a little bit about you guys. So you're from Idaho. Um, what's the gym? When did you guys start the gym? And tell us a little bit about, about yourself. Um, so we opened the gym in 2013 in Triggs, Idaho. Um, so it's been, what, almost eight years? Yeah. Um, right with us. That's the same time for us. Yep. You know, we moved to the area not really knowing anybody. So. When we opened, it was a matter of immersing ourselves in the community, um, just being available and then growing from there. Yeah, um, I'm Dane. <laughs> <laughs> um, we met at a gym over about 45 minutes to an hour away is a place called Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And we met at a gym there called Mountain Athlete. Now it's Mountain Tactical Institute. Um, so we met there and then, um, I kind of dabbled in a lot of gyms over in Jackson Hole. We recognized or realized that there wasn't anything in Teton Valley at the time as far as CrossFit goes. Um, and he was training for regionals, so he was like learning all those things and realized he was actually a decent coach as well. Um, and yeah, we kind of literally were like, we should go see if they have a gym over there. No gym found a place to rent, started Target, it was Target CrossFit to start, started the gym, <laughs> and here we are, almost eight years later. Yeah, and just uh, give, give people a little bit into insight in your personal side, you guys are both heavily into enduro, you were a former volleyball player, you mentioned that you, tr you uh, competed at regionals three times, um, we're also an athlete, uh, baseball, it was baseball, football, and basketball, right? Yep. Three sports. Yeah. Um, tell us a little about the Enduro stuff. Yeah, so we started uh, Enduro Method, kind of started it really this past year. Um, but we, ra we ride and race dirt bikes, um, more kind of Enduro style. Like, what does that mean for most people? I had no, I had no idea. <laughs> um, so so uh, single track, um, you know, usually we're finding trails in the mountains that are uh, one, you know, wide enough for a dirt bike. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of going through or going on adventures in the mountains uh, versus like what's um, commonly known motocross where you're riding supercross. over supercross mm -hmm. or motocross same, similar um, where you're riding on a track so we actually don't spend a lot of time on track we should probably should it probably help us uh, become better riders just because having uh, or being good in all different uh, disciplines is, is beneficial yeah. but that's kind of where we uh, lie as far as dirt biking goes is just uh, I don't know riding in the mountains <laughs> yeah the, the way I imagined it 
tell me if I'm wrong, is like the way most people go out for a hike, that's essentially what you're doing, but you're doing it on a dirt bike. For sure. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah the harder the better. Um, we've <laughs> kind of fallen into that hard enduro side of that. So the, there's an enduro side, which is more, could be like long days on the bike, and then you have time trials set up within. Mm -hmm. um, but the trails for enduro are, are typically, not to say that they're not challenging, but they're not, they're not causing, usually when you're at that level, the trail's not the limiting factor, it's how fast you can go over this kind of terrain yeah. where the hard enduro side, um, there's literally stuff maybe you can't get up, right, mm -hmm. according to your skill level or you're off the bike pushing, you're, you're gasping for air, you know, we're going up and over, down mountains, up mountains. Um, side so, hill. Side hill, yeah, so it's, a, it's very, very physically demanding. I've always honestly equated a hard enduro a little bit to CrossFit. Mm -hmm. um, probably why I was drawn to it because the better you are in like um, this thing called trials which is like a dirt bike with no seat yeah really big and overseas and I've always equated that if you're really good on trials so a lot of the guys that are the best in the world of hard enduro have a background in trials or grew up on trials or national world level riders in that discipline and then come over to the bigger bike um, it's kind of like being a NCAA gymnast right and then coming into crossfit like your body awareness your balance your you know hand state like all this gymnastics and crossfit is like not even an issue for those those people yeah. nice and to give people a little idea where you guys are with the gym you guys have roughly uh like a six thousand is it six thousand or four thousand square foot gym so our, our whole building's 4,000 square okay, feet. Okay, 4,000. And then, yeah, in the front is kind of the office and our entryway, which is kind of a, a quarter of the gym. Mm -hmm. And then we have three quarters, which is for gym space. So we have kind of two sections. We got 2,200 square foot main gym, and then mm -hmm. a wall, and then kind of a back room of about 800 square feet that we use for um, yeah. individual design and stuff. Yeah. Don't own the building yet, but that's something aspirationally we're working towards. Correct. And, uh, and then the enduro side of things, you have the enduro method and, and tell us about kind of where you are with that and what the kind of short medium term plan with, with that is. Yeah, so enduro method is an online strength and conditioning program for people who ride dirt bikes. Um, it can be any discipline really. Um, and that's just an online subscription based model. So, you know, you sign up, you subscribe, you are delivered workouts. There's uh, descriptions and video exercise demonstration video or demonstration videos that you'll have along with your subscription so if you're like what is a front squat there's a video demonstration of what that is um, but it's a written written out workout and, and it's all delivered through an easy to use app you can also uh, view the workouts through any web browser so if you're gonna do it on a computer you can do that too um, there's two tiers we have like a a subscription low tier um, where you get access to um, our gravity method or gravity uh, which is limited to no equipment and then our operator track which is for those who have access to gym equipment you don't have, have to have access to a full gym like this but even if you do something in your garage with like barbells or dumbbells and um, maybe if you have one of these rowers that'd be awesome um, you could do the operator and then we also have a one-on-one -on -one option as well you work individually with us. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think a lot of successful gym owners that I've seen, um, you know, start to evolve or start to specialize into something. And usually it's something online where there's no ceiling, right? We've talked about the excitement of that, of like, 
you know, the gym's cool. You guys have a love for it, passion for it, but there's always that little bit of hesitation around there's a physical ceiling to how many people we could put in this building. And then you have the Enduro method, which is not only this, this really passionate uh, place for you guys, but it's also like, you know, there's, it's infinite, right? It feels like you could, you could reach hundreds, thousands of people, tens of thousands potentially with this. So, um, so what made you guys decide to come all the way from Idaho to Jupiter, Florida, um, to do the immersion? What, what caught your attention? What made you guys decide to come here? I've been listening to your podcast, The Seven Figure Box Business. Um, and I just kind of saw a lot of, well, first of all, I got a lot of ideas from your podcast. I think it's very useful and uh, helpful. Um, and I just like the way you run and operate your gym. Um, I feel like there's, you have a lot to offer um, as far as, you know, learning systems, processes, um, how to manage uh, how many coaches do you have? Eight? Yeah. It's eight awesome coaches and provide that uh, full-time uh, gig for them and pay them really well. So I've always admired that from you. And, uh, I mean, it's February and it was like <laughs> negative six in jigs, so that it was really, you know, pulling teeth to get us out here. <laughs> so. Yeah, I remember we, we had talked in that first call. I remember you kind of saying that, We've done, you've done events in the past. You've been to like Stu's um, Self-Made Summit. Yeah. Um, you've done other like uh, masterminds or seminars in the past. And it's always great to kind of get out of your day-to-day, um, get a, take in a bunch of knowledge, ideas, get around people that are successful. And especially with COVID, it was really like feeling like kind of stuck at this moment. And like, how can we get that inspiration back again, get that excitement and love for our business back again? Yeah, 100%. Um, cool. So uh, what have you guys enjoyed so far since you've been here or, or learned? What are some of the key, uh, key ideas, takeaways so far? So I think being able to be here in person for this amount of time, too, has been kind of invaluable. Um, just being able to hang out and watch how everybody interacts, how much of a community um, there is just within your coaching staff, too, mm-hmm. is pretty awesome. I mean, that's something we try for as well, but uh, it's really apparent here that um, you like spending time with each other and you you make an effort to promote that. Like, it's not just something that happened by accident. Um, So being able to see it is really cool. And that's going to be, I mean, that's one of the major takeaways. Yeah. For me, at least. And I know Dane too, but yeah, being able to watch people interact and again like you said it's not always roses but (laughs) your those stuff don't get pushed to the side for weeks on end, right because you are talking you are meeting you know if something comes up you're figuring it out relatively quickly yeah that was i so i actually did the inspiration behind the immersion came from doing the crossfit new england immersion years ago with ben bergeron and that was my biggest takeaway was at the time, we had some part-time and full-time people, and I went to to Ben's gym, and he had all full-time people, and they were all bought in, and they were, I think I was there during the open, and they were like, I mean, I think some of the coaches didn't even sleep that night because they were shooting like Comtrain tip videos and stuff, and they were pumped to do it. They weren't like, they weren't mad about it. They weren't upset. They were pumped to do that, and I was like, that essence, like, I want to try to create that, and 
it doesn't matter how many podcasts I shoot, it doesn't matter how much I tell that to you guys, I can't, being able to show you some portion of that, and I won't say that we've accomplished what he's accomplished, but like, I do feel like that essence is there's enough of that there that you can embody that and bring that home. And at least yeah. you know what that feels like now if you were to create it. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, what else? What are some of the other takeaways? What about you, Dane? <laughs> so uh, scheduling, um, you know, it's funny. Like, I feel like, you know, even listen to your podcast, you talked about the power list that one time and it's like, oh, that's a great idea. Poof, there it goes. <laughs> and now like being here, immersing myself in this, having somebody um, schedule their day out, having somebody use the power list. It's like things that you know you need to do, but you're like, for whatever reason, we've just never, I've never done it. Um, and then to, I guess to have that confidence and to see it work, then is now like, okay, go ahead and go do that. Schedule your day out. Um, so for me, scheduling, um, and then just kind of finding out where I actually spend my time. Um, so then I can then sift through that and then delegate some responsibilities to, um, other people and other coaches. So that's been a huge takeaway for me. Um, and like I said, it's like all these things that maybe you know you need to do, but you never actually go and do them for whatever reason. But seeing somebody do it and, and live it every day, you know, we've been here for a week, so you actually see them, you know, live and breathe it. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go do that now. <laughs> yeah, that and I think um, getting better role definition from ourselves and our coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that we're forcing the roles on them, like figuring out what they enjoy and would like to do and what mm-hmm. they're going to look forward to doing for the gym, but being able to delineate that and then having a way to hold ourselves and them accountable for those roles. Yeah. It's just going to be a game changer. Yeah. The one thing that's been very valuable from my perspective is that having so much time with you guys that I can, I can learn sort of the individual nuances between the two of you and see the dynamic between the two of you as well. And I think when, it, when we talk about like calendar and time management and, and taking on tasks that maybe you shouldn't or should be delegating to someone else, like I can feel that from Dane and not as much from Josh. So it, it's, it's, been able, it's given me the opportunity to um, kind of work, work individually with you guys, even though we are often working together. Um, and just to kind of take a step back, the original plan for the immersion was to be two and a half days. And uh, I, when they had signed up, I said, you know, if you guys want to stay the whole week, I'll make some time on Thursday or Friday and we can and still spend some time together. And then when they said they were there the whole week, I just said, you know what, let's screw it and let's kind of plan a whole week. And I think that's kind of what I want to do moving forward and maybe even keep the group uh, limited to one or two gyms as opposed to two to four gyms and really get individual with you guys. Cause I, I've really enjoyed getting to know you, uh, really understand the individual, you know, we, we actually had some, some breakout sessions where we kind of just wiped away what we were gonna do and just worked on specific stuff to you guys, like price raises and running reports in your business. And we've been able to really dial some things in, but um, yeah, what other things have you guys gotten out of this week? Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty awesome. I feel like this is, invaluable like seeing you and seeing your team operate 
So, I mean, I think it was Tuesday where I was like, I can't believe we're getting all of this, you know? Like, this is, I mean, it, it's really special. Yeah. Um, some other things that we learned or have, are gonna work on is, like you kind of mentioned, is the price increase or, or pricing. Um, and kind of really outline, outlining that is like, what is your average client value? Um, which, once again, we all knew that we needed to do it. <laughs> I just needed someone to sit me down. <laughs> um, so average client value, like how many members and how many people can we actually fit in the gym? And then especially now with COVID, it's like we're really actually assessing these numbers. And then what kind of revenue do we, do we want and need? Um, and like what's ideal as far as that? And then how do we get to that average client value? And how do we set our prices based on that? That's and what we want to provide for the coaches. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Beginning with the end in mind is really important with pricing. Uh, one of my big takeaways from just this time period in general is that there, there's no better time to reset our prices. Mm -hmm. Many of us have to because of COVID. Our class capacities have gone down. Our, our cleaning or administrative costs have likely gone up with that. So we have to do it for that reason. But I think we get a little bit of a pass in the members' minds, um, rightfully so, because there's just true things happening in the business that are limiting us. And if, I think if you guys are out there and considering changing your prices, there's no better time to do that right now. The other thing that we dive into a little bit, but I'm gonna continue to dive in with you guys um, post-immersion is auxiliary services. I find that a lot of gyms add auxiliary services and they, they do add revenue to the, to the overall revenue of the gym, but often it comes at the expense of focus and time and attention of the owners, right? If the owners are the ones executing on uh, remote clients, personal training, um, fundamental sessions, doing your, your onboarding, then a lot of times that extra $100 you might get from a client that yes, it's $100 of revenue that you wouldn't have, um, it takes away from your ability to deliver a great group class experience, get the group class value up, uh, make sure that's really streamlined, and then have the excess time, like in their case, for building up something like the Enduro method, um, because they don't, <laughs> excess time is not going to be an issue for you guys. If you, any excess time that you have is going to be spent on something like Enduro method. So anytime that we can streamline in your main business in the gym, narrow your focus, it's only going to allow you to grow your group class and your enduro, which is like, to me, those are your two bread and butters. Yeah. Nice. What else do we got for takeaways? I have one or two more on my end as well. I want um, to talk about delegating because I know yeah. that was a big one. What, what were some of your takeaways on that? Yeah, I need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for uh, delegating, I think you said it, it was, you're like, it's going to be harder at first. Like you think you delegate and you're like, oh, poof, there it goes. It's going to free up more time. Right. But it's, it's good to hear. It's like, it's actually harder work, um, up front, but in long term, it will pay off. Um, so I think me reworking your brain, um, to, to, to recognize that has been helpful. It's like, oh, you don't just let it go delegate. Cause I've done that and then I've taken things back because the quality uh, mm -hmm. wasn't there and it was like, well, or wasn't getting done, but follow-ups. So like investing more of my time up front um, and scheduling time to follow up with the individual I delegate something to, um, to ensure that 
you know, answer that they're having their questions answered, that I'm, that they're doing it with, you know, some, with quality, um, and that they're, they're actually enjoying doing it. Um, and one realization I had with you, Dane, is that I think you've tried to delegate tasks that are harder to delegate and kept tasks that would be really simple to delegate. So like an example is like your, uh, I don't know if it's weekly or monthly, but like your email that goes out to the members, like kind of an email newsletter blast was one thing that you tried to have delegated before, but then she like sees it and it's like, ah, oh, that could be better. And that's, that's a good feeling. We could dive into that as well. But then there's things like ordering uh, fit aid or kill cliff or, um, what are some of the other basic tasks that we talked about for you? Just like simple, repetitive tasks. Yeah, that, ordering um, the retail items, ordering toilet paper. Toilet paper was a big <laughs> yeah. one, yeah. Like there's all these things that are so simple and repetitive that she's holding on to and she's giving away this thing that requires a little bit more creativity. It isn't as like, you know, an email, you can't just have a template and expect that it's going to be perfectly executed. You might get close to that, but um, yeah. So just making sure that you're you're finding the things that are the most repetitive that you enjoy the least and starting there to delegate and then working your way up and trying to spread that out around your staff. Don't just try to dump it on one person, but also realize that just because you don't like it doesn't mean someone else doesn't like it. We have people on our staff, um, some that thought they were going to be coaches at one point that actually prefer the backend administrative front desk side. So that's an also a good thing to realize is don't assume that just because you don't like it, someone else won't like it. Cool. The other thing I thought about with delegation is like your any gym is always one hire away. That was one thing that I really wanted you guys to take away from this is that you can look at a team like ours and see like, okay, well, they have eight full-time coaches. They have this front desk staff. They have, you know, someone that kind of manages the front desk staff and the cleaning side of things. Like we're never going to get to that point. Um, well, you guys don't have to and shouldn't because your gym is not as big as ours. So you shouldn't have aspirations to get to that point. But you guys are one hire away from really freeing up a lot of your time and mental energy and kind of leveling up to this next level. And then at some point that next level, we'll start to, you'll start to see the overwhelm or the, uh, the changes that need to be made at the next level. And then you're one hire away again. But I think you're really at a point where, where one good hire that can take on some of the administrative front desk type of roles, answering your phone was another one that we talked about, um, answering the work phone, having it on you 24 seven, which it's your personal cell phone. Like that, it's, it's how can we save Dane's attention to be able to give that to the business or a focus, not necessarily time, although it is all kind of intertwined there. 100%. <laughs> But I probably wouldn't have figured that out if, and you know, I didn't have somebody being like, look, you're one higher away from <laughs> this. From freedom. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Any other uh, big takeaways from this week? Um, some of the social media stuff on both Target Athletics and Enduro Method. Yeah. Um, again, it's one of those things we have tried the to content. build out, right? A content calendar. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> um, and yet we did it, I think for a week and then it fell through. So there, there is no consistency there. Yeah. Um, for us being where we are in this small, very small community mountain town, we're not a typical, um, gym. I don't think like a lot of the podcasts we listen to and people we've talked to right. it's, it's, 
we are a little bit different in the way that we can go about kind of marketing to our area. Um, but I think doing a podcast and keeping it very local yeah. would be a pretty awesome thing. So having, you know, members on other uh, business owners in the community, um, yeah. it could be a really could be an advantage to be in a small area. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And in the podcast too, like we're really excited to get started with that. And it was, I mean, we've talked about doing a podcast now for probably a year and now it's like, now we have the tools and I guess that extra little boost to be like, okay, when we get back, it's going to go on the schedule. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're going to, um, and we're going to do it. Yeah. You're doing it right now. We're doing it right now. (laughs) You guys are on a podcast right now. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, the, the content's a big one, and I, I wanted to, to show you guys how simple some of it can be. It doesn't have to be super time-consuming. Um, I know a lot of times our members or, like, friends of mine will ask, oh, you know, seven-figure box, it looks like it's, you know, doing so well. How much time do you spend on it? I'm like, two hours a week sometimes, <laughs> most week. It's, like, literally just the podcast and a few messages and emails. I might... Uh, write an outline for a PDF, but then someone else creates the PDF for me. So it doesn't have to be a massive amount of time to get a big, what feels like a big value to the members. Um, We also talked about it, Josh, that like the way I've always viewed the podcast is like if I coach a class, you guys have a 10 person cap at your gym right now. So if you coach a class, you can only help 10 people in an hour. If you record a podcast, even if only 20 to 30 of your members listen to that podcast, then you've now reached double to triple in that hour and you've, you've been able to hit on a topic like nutrition or a mindset you really couldn't dive into deep um, and then it's a great way for them to build a connection with you keep a connection with you as you guys stop coaching as many classes because um, being a smaller gym a smaller community until you completely sell the gym you're always going to be it's always going to be intertwined with you you know target athletics is josh and dane and vice versa and, and over time, we're going to start to separate that. But until you sell the gym, it will never be really separated. And, and how can we uh, lean into that idea of you guys being the face of the gym without it meaning you have to coach every class for people to have a good experience? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, and I think the being able to talk about other things and, you know, what are we doing in class, demo and movements, hey, this is how we're trying to attack this workout, blah, 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 which is great and needs to be done. But again, they leave and you have no more contact with them until mm-hmm. the next class. Whereas there's so many important things that need to be <clears throat> thought about and just continued on in the daily life as far as mindset, nutrition and all that stuff. So having a way to reach out and keep the kind of members involved, even you know talking about books or other podcasts and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but being able to get that to people who are interested in it. And maybe they didn't even know they were interested in it yet until they heard you talk about it. But yeah, I think it's really, really good. Cool. Anything else that uh, you guys want to talk about from this week? Any other big takeaways? Um, you talked a lot about um, your perfect day or perfect week. <laughs> As Josh likes to say, there's, he wants a perfect week, not a perfect day. Um, but it, I think that's really helpful. You know, I feel like anytime we do or I do any sort of um, you know, business coaching or go to these things, they're always like projecting out 10 years and five years. What does that look like? So really revisiting those ideas and making sure that, you know, you're making steps towards those 
10 year goals and like what your perfect day is, what, you know, and making sure that you're constantly working towards that, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, the message I try to get across to Dana and will continue getting across is uh, that she especially needs to fill her own cup first. And as gym owners, we often make so many sacrifices for our coaches, our teams, you know, the schedules we're trying to uphold, and then we don't do the things for ourselves. So like one example for, for Dane is like, they love the Enduro. Like the Enduro seems to be the thing that really just like is that, that refreshing thing, blank slate, like you don't worry about your phone and you come back refreshing your business, but you'll often go winters where you don't get to ride much. And then you, you get in these uh, times where you feel overwhelmed or anxious because you don't have this outlet essentially. So um, really starting to create what are, what are some things, first of all, we're going to try to get you guys a chance to always get away every winter, right? How can we make sure that this happens no matter what? COVID brought some uh, challenges this year. But in addition to that, even if you never got away, how can we build stuff into your current day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week routine that you don't need to chase the, the month-long vacation in order to feel like you're filling your cup up first? Yeah. And it could be simple stuff. Like for me, it is like if I go a couple days without a walk outside, like I like to take our mile route, just do a walk. We did that one of the days um, just to kind of review one of the classes after we took it. That's something I do several times a week. Um, just playing sports with our, our team. Um, we also often do like sports Sundays. We go play ultimate Frisbee and that's uh, super rewarding. And then another thing is I found that I've kind of gotten this rut where I always try to work from the office in the gym and I get this renewed sense of passion or creativity if I can go work at a coffee shop, work from the beach, sometimes work from home if my kids aren't there. But don't be afraid to do those little things that can break you out of that rut, get you to fill your cup up so you can have the creativity, the ideas and the passion to bring back into the business. Yeah. Um, another thing I was thinking about, or just popped into my head that um, I've seen here is the, the feedback loop. Um, I feel like everyone here, you know, you take a class and maybe a coach is in that class and then they go up to that coach after the class and immediately give them feedback. So they're, um, so this is kind of taking away from what you just said, but I was like, oh, don't forget to mention the feedback thing. But there's, there's just always this open line of communication with, mm -hmm. you, with all the coaches and the owners um, and everyone's open to feedback. Um, and I feel like that there's a lot of uh, things that can be beneficial for that from doing that yeah um, yeah yeah we sometimes <laughs> find ourselves like we did some class reviews and stuff and we'll be like arguing or nitpicking like something that seems so minuscule and but we're all like working towards a common goal and we're not like at each other's throat but we might be debating something that seems so insignificant in the course of a 60 minute class but that to us is like part of trying to make things better keeping that feedback loop never being afraid to say something. And we've had to work on it. With COVID, it really, our team got separated a lot. A lot of people were working from home. They were no longer taking classes together. And we spent 10 weeks of meetings where we set coaches up with each other to just learn about the other person. They had five minute clock, just ask Josh questions for five minutes and find out about him. Then Josh just asked you questions for five minutes. And we found, we found that the more people can 
open, positive communication, just getting to know each other. They have a stronger relationship. They have that trust or emotional bank account built up. Then they're willing to give that negative feedback because it doesn't feel like negative. It feels like, oh, we're working together. Um, so it, it definitely is something that you, you have to work on always. It always has to be built in and, and you can see we're very systematic about it. Cool. Well, we can wrap up there if you guys don't have anything else. No, I would just say that, like, I mean, really, this is invaluable. I, I feel like out of everything I've ever done, this is probably the, the best bang for my buck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If and you it, have, the, have the ability to do it, I would 100% take advantage of it. 110. <laughs> do it. Cool. Well, thanks, you guys, for, for uh, coming down here, being our first immersion group. Um, being willing to do the podcast with us and um, yeah, just really enjoyed spending the, the, the time with you guys, the week with you guys. So yeah, appreciate you guys. I'm excited yeah. that you did this. Yeah. Thank you.